Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. Addiction can be simply defined as a repeated cycle of unhealthy or harmful behaviors that gets worse over time. And in order to break free from addiction, recovery must include understanding the cycle and how to respond differently to its triggers. Today's guest is Vern Tomke, a 30-year pastor, podcaster, and founder of Band of Brothers, a community of men helping men find freedom from unwanted sexual behaviors. Vern has developed what he calls the stopwatch acting out cycle as a tool for helping men understand their addictive cycle and how to respond more quickly when tempted to go down old paths of self-destructive behaviors. To learn more about Vern and his resources, visit bandofbrothers.care. For even more resources, visit bebroken.org or check out links in today's show notes. And we would sure love it if you would rate and review the podcast after you listen, because this really does help others to find it. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken, and we exist to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. Now let's dive into today's conversation with Vern. Well, all right, Vern Tomke, welcome back to the program. Hey, it's great to be back, Jonathan. Um, Up here in cold Canada today, but... uh, I'm uh, I'm glad to be on uh, uh, I, I was going to say on PSR. We'll go with that. Yeah. Well, the the good news is that by the time this actually airs, it will probably be warm in your uh, in your area, maybe and maybe most places around the world. Um, but you know, you've been on the program before. I was actually just looking through our archives and realized that it was in August of 2020 that you came on and talked about uh, pastors on porn and some of the stuff yep. that you're doing especially related to pastor care. And then August of 2021, you came back and and shared with us a podcast that we entitled Beating Porn Through All Ages and Stages of Mm -hmm. Life. So uh, clearly, since we're recording this in February, we missed the mark because we should have had you on August of of last year. So uh, my apologies. We'll figure this out, Vern. It's all good. Uh, (laughs) But what I wanted to do is, you know, today we were going to talk about uh, this stopwatch acting out cycle diagram that you have. But before we get into that, uh, just for the sake of our new listeners, why don't you give us a little bit of, of who you are and kind of what your work mm-hmm. is that you're, you're involved in? Well, I'm a Canadian kid on, on the West Coast and uh, spent many years um, struggling with unmanageable sexual behaviors. Um, you know, I was a high, I've been a high school teacher. I've been a pastor for 25 years trying to figure this thing out. Uh, a lot of it on my own, which you can imagine how that went. And, you know, like a lot of guys started my relationship with porn when I was 11, 12, 13, you know, thought marriage would, would take care of it. It didn't thought ministry would take care of it. It didn't thought maturity would take care of it. It didn't. Um, and it's only through, um, getting connected with podcasts and finding a mentor, getting into a group that I was able to, uh, I guess, learn some skills, some humility, learning some honesty. Uh, in my 50s, I know that's I'm a very slow learner, Jonathan, um, that I really began to feel that I'd ex- you know experienced a tipping point towards freedom in my life. So my my goal now is to help guys to not wait until they're in their 50s to find some of the confidence and grace that I've experience. So I spend my time now pretty much coaching guys on uh, walking away from porn and walking towards uh, a new life and relationships that they've always hoped for. That's good. Yeah. You know, as you were saying that, I was thinking, well, I wonder if it's not so much that 
because I can relate to the whole slow learning thing. I wonder if it's not so much that we're we're slow learners, we're just slow appliers. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It takes us a while to, for our pride to break down to the point where yep. it's like, okay, I guess my way isn't actually going to work. Right. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, let's let's talk about this for our for our video viewers. I'm holding up this uh, diagram that uh, we're going to talk about. That's called the stopwatch acting out cycle. So, first of all, for the sake of our our audio uh, listeners, mm-hmm. Vern, how would you describe this diagram and kind of what is it? And then we can we can dive into it. Okay. First of all, the whole idea of a cycle. I, we got to give credit to Patrick Carnes, who came up with this whole idea around, especially around sexual addictions, a cycle. And most guys would go, you know what? The more I do this thing called porn, I realize I do the same thing over and over again. It's a cycle. And, you know, it was Patrick Carnes and, and some of his work that really began to put some of that into language around what does that cycle look like? Um, now, I found, I found it a bit clinical. Um, maybe because I don't have a lot of letters after my name. But uh, so I kind of boil it down to um, a mechanical stopwatch. Now, right now, Jonathan, there's a problem because older people are going to know what a mechanical stopwatch is. You don't have an iPhone when you were younger. If you ran track, for example, like you you know what that looks like, right? There's two oh, buttons. Totally, yeah. It's zeros at the top and it goes around 15, 30s at the bottom, 45, you know, is at nine o'clock position. It's got a big uh, uh, button on the top that starts it. And then there's another little button to usually the right of it or the left that when once you stop the stopwatch, you press that little button and it resets it back to to uh, zero true, true north zero. Yeah. OK, so that's the imagery, OK, that we're that we're building on here. Now, I want to apply that to um, a bit of the the. Uh, um, whole process around what we have experienced as unmanageable sexual behaviors around porn. And I want to do a little bit of reverse engineering as the goal of that. So that's where we're going. We're going to, we're going to reverse engineer some of this. So hopefully we can have next time not look like last time. Okay. Now, just because I was a pastor for so many years, uh, Jonathan, everything starts with the same letter. So you, you got to know that as well. So, oh, yeah, I love alliteration. I'm, I'm with you, man. <laughs> good. Okay. So at the very top 12, you know, true north, we'll go, we'll go with a good Canadian imagery there. 12 noon is peace. Starts with P, peace. Peace is that feeling of equilibrium. It's that feeling of serenity. It's that feeling of, you know what? All is good in my world. I like what I'm doing. I like where I'm going. And I feel like I'm in a good, stable place. All right. That's, that's the first stage. Now we're going to add a lightning bolt at the one o'clock. The lightning bolt is what's going to happen that takes you out of your peaceful place. So just remember that. We'll we'll get back to that. Let's add um, let's add the next one in at three o'clock. We're adding in preoccupation because what happens is somewhere along the line a lightning bolt's going to happen and strike that takes you off your peace. It could be an external thing. I was working on the gym the other days. There was a whole group of girls over on the far corner. That could throw me off. It could be something that happens, uh, clickbait that you see. It could be, a, you know, any sort of external things that happen that start that arousal. Tick, 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 tick. What is it that stops or what is it that hits that opening button, right, and starts that arousal thing going? 
So that's, that's sometimes yeah. have some people labeled that like triggers. Is that sometimes yeah. what people will label it as? Trigger would be the most common word that people would give. And, 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 you know, if we work, we know that that can be external, but it also could be internal, could be having somebody, you know, feeling of being rejected or stressed out or bored. So it could be an external lightning bolt, or it could be an internal something that happens. Um, somebody, you know, whatever that is. So now what's happened is the clock is ticking. At three o'clock, we now have preoccupation. So now what happens is internally, we're now beginning to think and think about, gee, I could do this, or I want to do this, or wouldn't it be nice if that happened? All right. So now that clock is ticking. Now at some point, and this is where it's a little confusing because it might feel like it's starting to speed up here. We move into what is pursuit. We're going to put pursuit around the three or four o'clock part uh, or, you know, of our, or the 22nd thing. Pursuit is where we now engage our intention. We now are beginning to move towards those practice rituals. We go on Instagram, we go on Facebook and start scrolling. We go on YouTube and start going through things. We start going through channels. Uh, whatever that is, we've learned, we start driving down certain parts of town. We've learned to practice age-old rituals. Somewhere along this process, our will almost becomes effectively hijacked. We don't want to stop it anymore. Early on, we did. Now we don't. And essentially, it's you know that this could go on for for minutes. It could go on for hours. It could go on for days. But once we're in that stage, we have effectively are moving towards the bottom, the, the uh, 32nd, which is the porn event. Now, when uh, when uh, yeah. when we're in that pursuit uh, stage, is that not also where a lot of our a lot of our uh, patterned biology starts kicking in? Right. Isn't that where there's a lot of the the yep. uh, adrenaline release and some of those types yep. of things that starts to actually even. So in some ways, is that sort of where the, the Pavlovian dog yeah. response starts to happen right after preoccupation and you start pursuing? Does it activate all of that biologically as well? And like, in, like the top of an hourglass, it, our focus becomes narrower and narrower. And any sort of, at that point, it could be any sort of contrary thing. I really shouldn't be doing this, or this is not who I said I wanted to be. Those, those sort of thoughts become less and less a part of our, our vision. We are focused on one thing, moving towards the porn event. Now, just to say again, that could take place over a short period or a longer period, but we're not open to changing that intention. Now, now I know some people are going, whoa, 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 you, how are we going to reverse engineer this? Just hold on. We'll get there because there's a, there's a few more steps here. The porn event is at the bottom of this stopwatch. Now, what happens after that? We're going to put this at you know six o'clock, just around the bed. Six or seven is pain. Pain is that whole internal dissonance we're feeling. Could be regret. It could be remorse. It could be um, whatever that is. That feeling of crap. I, I. This is not. You know, all of those feelings of disgust, pain, internal pain, perhaps even external pain. Mm -hmm. Now, most of us don't like pain. So in this addictive cycle, we move to the next one. We're going to put this at the 45 second mark or the, or the nine o'clock is we try to protect. What we do is we hide all traces of what we've done. 
We try to redouble our efforts because we just wasted two or three hours when we should have been working or doing something else. We do our best to protect ourselves from consequences. The last stage, and this is a really interesting stage, we're going to put at maybe the 10 o'clock stage, is what I call the station or the stage of promise. And it's a very interesting psychological stage because what we do, because we're trying to live with ourselves, this is the way we do it, Jonathan. We say, you know what? I'm going to make myself a promise. That was the last time. Boy, I almost got caught. Or I will never do that again. Or I've really learned my lesson this time. And when we make ourselves, you know, it's like a pastor I was talking to who, who used to always, um, he was having an ongoing affair. And he was a pastor. And what he would tell himself on Friday is, on Monday, I'm breaking up with her. I'm, taking, I'm saying that's done. That enables him to get through the weekend and preaching. Now, that's a pretty extreme example, but we play that game many times. The other big purpose it does is if I've purposed that that was the last time and promised, guess what? I don't have to tell anybody because, Jonathan, it was the last time. We're good now. Right now, you say, well, okay. the only place this thing breaks down is we don't go back then to peace. We just we stay in the bottom parts of that and just move back to preoccupation. And we never actually experience too true serenity or recovery of that. So that's the diagram. Yeah, I wonder if you could, uh, you know, there is one aspect of peace that you have at the starting point that I think (laughs) we could say, hey, is is actual true peace. But um, uh I wonder if there's another aspect that, you know, you say that once you go around this cycle, you don't ever get back to true peace. That's true. But, you know, you and I have both experienced in this cycle, in our in our histories, that you can get to a place of some kind of equilibrium, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it is manufactured. So I wonder right. if there's almost like a, a little subset to that idea of peace that is like, well, there's no... Uh, uh, immediate chaos or there's no immediate, you know, right. I don't know if that's making sense or not, but because I do think the cycle then continues around because the, the reality is there's still going to be a lightning bolt at some point that disrupts whatever equilibrium yeah. you tried to create in your promise. Well, it's, there's, there's two pseudo kinds of peace. Number one is what I would call just white knuckling it, right? That would be a sort of, but the other one is we've, we've just had a binge and we've acted out, you know, the, the conclusion physically is done and we're filled with regret and shame. And then there's almost a little bit of that pink thing where I'm going, I am so done with that. And I never even enjoyed it anyways. Right. And we, and, and in one sense, the, the, um, the cravings have been broken just physiologically. We've had release, we've had those things and maybe we, it could be a short term or maybe we, we came out of a binge that feels like a form of peace, but you're right on. That is not serenity. That is simply yeah. wait, waiting until the next lightning bolt. And because what you said, because you're still divided in yourself, because guess what? Like you said, it's the last time, so I'm not going to tell anybody. So there's yep. now, there is something still in your, in your being that is not uh, whole. There's still a divide there. There's still a disconnect right. there, even yes. if it is just within yourself. Absolutely. It's still divided. Yeah. So let, I'm going to give some bad news here because sometimes people say, okay, Vern, how do I keep myself from, how do I stay at 12 noon and, and never have that lightning bolt happen 
so that the clock starts ticking. And I'm going to go, okay, here's the bad news. You can't. It's going to happen. When I went to the gym yesterday, my wife had to work late. I went to the gym and at the gym, there was four or five girls working over in the corner. Something started the clock ticking. I can't tell you, you know, well, we know what it was, you know, so, so that here's the bad news. The bad news is no matter, no matter what you think triggers or there will still always be something that stops the, that ticking, that arousal process happening with you, you're human. And so, so don't think I, we can stop that from happening. So that's the bad news, Jonathan. Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, I think it's important to recognize that because I can't tell you how many, how many guys I've worked with over the years that they think that the journey they need to be on is a journey that removes them completely from temptation. Yes. And it's like, well, that's a futile endeavor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, so I think the sooner you can embrace the reality that temptation, that lightning yeah. bolt moment you talk about, yeah. it's a part of our, our life. And yeah. so we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about what we do within mm -hmm. that reality, but right. we need to at least embrace that that's just part of what it is to be human. So the very first thing I say to guys, now you got to go back to, and hopefully you understand the mechanical stopwatch thing is, I will say to guys, first of all, is there a way that you can just press that top button to stop that? For, let's just start there. You know, if you had clickbait, get up, leave the computer, go, I got a 10 minute walk here, I go on, just something to break, just to stop that clock ticking. For me, move to a different part of the gym, work out, where whatever corner all the, they're all working out and I'm going to work out in a different corner of the gym. So I, I, I stopped, I stopped the tick, 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 tick. However, that did not reset me. That simply stopped it temporarily. And, and so many guys go, okay, uh, I think I, there's some strategies that I can go that can stop that ticking right? Usually by removing ourselves, or I have, you know, a whole liturgy I'll do when a fantasy thought comes to me, a liturgy around that I, that I will recite to myself. I can break, I can break that, that ticking at times. But, but now let's just clarify, I haven't reset myself necessarily back to equilibrium and serenity. Now, here's the $60,000 question, guys will say, well, Vern, I, that clock has started ticking and I feel like I've been aroused. I'm feeling that. How do I reset to get back to 12 noon, to get back to peace? Because there's a pseudo reset that I can just say, well, eventually I'm going to act out anyways. And that will in one sense do a bit of a suit, but I, we know it's not a true reset because that just reinforces the cycle. What is it that once I've managed to interrupt that ticking, you know, that little button that I can press that puts me back to that, what is that? Where is that? How do I find that? Right? That is the the biggest question in this process. And if you're listening to this or watching this, you're probably going, okay, that's what I need. Right? Do, do you understand I yeah. feel like this is the point in the podcast where we need to, to really make a dramatic pause and like have a commercial break or something, you know, right. just really, really set the tension, but we're not going to do that. 
Because I go. think everybody is on the edge of their seat because that's the, that's the answer that everybody wants, Vern. Right. So now the right. pressure is on. Don't let us down. There What's the answer? <laughs> okay. Okay. The very first word is I'm going to give you is early. Early is, and what we do is we teach people, uh, we teach people what what the feeling of peace is, and then how to immediately identify when their clock has started ticking, and we say to them. What's the earliest that you can identify that your clock is now ticking? Because the earlier you can identify, that's the very first tool that you have, early identification, right? Well, I knew it when I started edging. I knew this, you know, to use a modern example, as soon as that balloon comes to Alaska, Jonathan, we're going to earlier, don't let it go down Canada because we're not going to shoot it down. Because our, I don't know wherever our airplanes are, but uh, don't wait until it gets over Montana, and we're looking for Kevin Costner from Yellowstone to be looking for it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't wait till it gets to South Carolina. When do you shoot the sucker down? Because now it's over the United States. Is, you know, you're always worried about collateral damage. Sorry, I had to throw that in. Um, but um, early, early intervention to say, ah, oh, and I will say it out loud, ah. Oh, I just got triggered. I didn't say it at the gym yesterday, but it was just like to myself, oh, I didn't need to see that. Oh, that that started my arousal process early. Then the second thing is to go once I identify that, the second one is, as I've said, I stop it and then I reach for the little button. And the little button is I speak it out and I reach out to one of my trusted buddies to say, hey, this just happened. Mm-hmm. And um, this just happened, and I'm just checking it in. And when I do that, I literally like pressing the little button. And and if it doesn't do it right away, I might do it again. Eventually, I feel like, huh, okay, I'm back at a place of relative stability, even peace. The little the little button for me is almost always out of interdependence. And honesty and humility that that reaches out to those people around me. If yeah, yeah, you know, one of the things I was going to say there because as as soon as you said, you know, okay, there's, you know, what do you do to, yeah. to hit the reset? The first thing that popped into my mind was it has to be relational, Vern. It's got to be yeah. relational at some point. <laughs> yeah, because the, because the reality is, if you look at this this cycle, every single step in the cycle is progressively drawing you into yes. yourself and away yes. from relationship, yeah. which is why I think it becomes so dangerous is because we're yeah. getting more and more disconnected, not only like divided within ourselves, but we are also getting further and further away from relationship. Now mm-hmm. I can, I can almost imagine what a lot of our listeners are are thinking right now is uh, two things. One is um, I've heard some of this before and right. I really suck at doing that because I'm just terrified. Right. What do you what you're saying right. is absolutely right, Vern. Yeah. But but even you were talking about how sometimes this cycle reinforces almost a hijacking of the will. Yes. And so how do you how do you shift that paradigm to say, I know what I need to do, but man, it's so hard to make that phone call. It's so hard. Like, how do you start to get over that threshold? Well, number one. If, if you're saying I've almost got to the, I feel hijacked is because you're now down at 15, 20, 25 seconds. It's too late. 
theoretically it's possible, but it was there was an early self-awareness when it still felt like you brought this little cub home and and it didn't grow so much it was now going to maul you. You know, it was this idea around it's it has to be early before it develops momentum. It's like let's pretend that you thought you were going to ski down a little blue diamond ski hill and you found yourself on a black diamond ski hill. Number one, get on your butt as quickly as possible and don't stay on your skis. Um, let me, you know, so so I would say to somebody who's in a situation, you have to, it has to be early. It requires humility. I, I've worked with guys to say, okay, I want you to send me three texts this week, just, or three texts to your group, just about nonsense. Just about just just so you get in the practice of sending out these little these little um, check ins to guys, you know, uh, so that it's it, so you're not just doing that when it's an emergency. Get in the habit. Get in the habit of doing. Uh, send out a joke. Just just connect. Learn to connect when you know. As an example, so I'll give you an example. I came home the, uh, on Sunday. My uh, um, we usually put all the remote control, all our remote controls away. I have, we have a little system, so I don't, they're not all around the smart TV and this and that. Well, I came home Sunday after church. My wife had to take out her mom and then they were going to go watch Avatar. And I realized all the remotes are out. I don't like the remotes out because I, then I have to choose 10 times in the next hour that I'm not going to go on the TV. So the very first thing I did, it was early. I didn't even trust myself to make the right decision an hour later. I immediately texted some guys and said, remote's out. I'll text you when my wife gets home. And then I just, uh, I, now I still thought of going on those remotes three or four times the rest of that afternoon, but because I had texted early, right. And uh, my wife came home and said, oh, oh, sorry, I forgot to put the remotes away. Well, not, it's not her responsibility. It's mine. But I, I had put them down between the cushions where I didn't see them. But I, when I came home and saw those remotes out, I knew you could hear tick, tick, tick. Mm -hmm. Immediately texted some buddies, hey. And then, then it was okay. But if I waited till 2 o'clock, it might have not been. Mm -hmm. So... Just, just an example of that. And what do you do with, because, you know, a lot of guys, they get to a point where they've been so, uh, I think it's always good to kind of break things down to where you can kind of see some mm -hmm. stages of a cycle. Yep. But in some ways, some of this stuff can happen like in milliseconds and, you know, yep. there's just certain things. I totally agree with you on the early and reaching out and, and all of that. What do you do with a guy that is, uh, maybe this is possibly his first or second time to listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. And he's just barely dipping his toe in and going, I, I am so yeah. uh, just drowning in shame. I yep. feel so hopeless. What do you say to that guy who is listening to this and, and hearing, first of all, the bad news, you're never going to be free from temptation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then this idea of early and thinking, I don't even know if I could hear the clock until it's to about 45 seconds. Right. How do you help a guy take that first step? What is what are some initial things that a guy can do to say, I want to start changing the timing of this cycle in my life? Yeah, I th I think the word that or the the word that gets so many of us into trouble, Jonathan, is the impulse. And you're right, impulse can happen so quick. And it's like, man, I I, I had this impulse, and I was then I was scrolling, and I was acting out, and I it was almost autopilot. 
in that situation. And um, I, you know, if there was one other maybe addition is I would build a little brick wall between 12 noon and that, um, that lightning bolt and say, is there some common sense um, boundaries that you can place up? So you're not just bombarded by lightning bolts all day. I, I, I hate coming home and not feeling safe. I hate being, you know, so practically I'm saying, you know, I use a browser that doesn't give me all sorts of ads for, you won't believe how so-and-so looks today and the revealing dress at the Grammy. I, I don't need that, right? So so there are some practical boundaries that um, that I that I use with guys to set up, right? I don't, you know, have YouTube app on my phone. I don't have this stuff, right? Um so, so, and I, but I also get, so there are practical ways just to keep us from getting so triggered all the time. Yeah. Where are your triggers coming from? You know? Yeah. So. One of the ways I like to put it is uh, how can you eliminate your controllable sources of temptation Love and just it. get brutally honest about that. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. I think uh, you, we talk, you talked first about peace, right? Mm-hmm. And I really think peace is when you start to realize how much is uh, how little is actually necessary yeah, and how much is unnecessary. So in, in other words, just in life in general and starting yeah. to kind of pare down and saying, let's just, what are the essentials? Yeah. And everything else can just be eliminated. Well, Vern, as we're kind of, uh, we're about out of time here. What are some just last comments of just hope that you would give to guys? And also where can guys get some more information about what you're doing? You know, I would just say if you if you feel you're in that cycle of hopelessness that you can never get out of this, my experience and the experience of guys I work with, and I know the experience of guys you work with, Jonathan, is there is complete freedom is possible. You can break out of this cycle. You don't have to live this way until you're 55 like like me. I got 25 year old single guys that are experiencing freedom. Freedom is possible. So I want you just to take hope from that. Um, yeah, if, if people want to connect with me, best way is just on the two podcasts that I do. I do one podcast uh, just called Finding Traction. And it's just a general podcast for all things porn related, how to walk away from porn towards a new life and new relationships. And then another one I do is a little more specialty. It's called Pastors on Porn. And it's for people who are in ministry. Uh, and apparently there are some people like that because I was there who are struggling with, with unmanageable sexual behaviors and how to give them some hope and a safe place to turn to because there's that's a very awkward place to be in. Um, we talk about all issues related to those struggles and ministry combined. So, yeah, those are the two best ways. My email is, is uh, bandofbrothers.care.care at gmail.com if you want to connect with me. Yeah. Well, Vern, thanks so much. It's uh, This has been great information. I think it's going to be really helpful to a lot of guys just to start kind of putting some tangible thoughts to a cycle that they've probably been living for a long time. So thanks for being with us. You're welcome. It's great to be on. Thanks, Jonathan. Yeah. Well, listeners, we're always glad that you're here and we're going to put all those all that information in the show notes uh, so that you can get connected to Vern's podcast. And um, I'm probably also going to put a, a link to this podcast uh, uh, cycle so you can kind of have a have a visual of it um but we we're always glad to help you take your next best step so however whatever that looks like we want to help you do that so please reach out to us 
And we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.